0: Hi, family, and welcome back to Normal with Autism. This is Tara. This is Sarah, and you are here walking uh, on this with faith on this side of the spectrum with us. I almost forgot our tagline. <laughs> that's bad. Um, so, just a um, intro. You might hear uh, a chicken symphony that's happening <laughs> in the basement right now. Um, you might hear children coming up and down the stairs because we are alone in my house with the children, and they are in the basement play area trying to keep themselves occupied while we record this.
1: Yeah, and Caleb's here, so you might hear just some random Caleb things. Random Caleb things.
0: What are some of the rant? Does Caleb say things? Because you frequently post what Owen says. Yes. L- like so, Owen's very witty. Caleb's not as witty, but
1: um, he's still really funny. Caleb does not have an inside voice. He is very loud all the time. And how? remind us how old Caleb is. He's going to be 10 in a few weeks. So okay. he's still 9 right now. Okay. Um, I cannot believe he's going to be 10. Um, But yeah, he also just like, he's obsessed with YouTube and like funny things. And he'll just randomly start singing like songs about chickens or whatever. Like you never know what
0: he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah, so we might hear some Calebisms. You might coming up through the the basement floors.
1: You might just hear "mom" thirty-seven times in five seconds. <laughs> That's what I I hear the most.
0: Mom, mom, mom. Yeah. Other. So he just got a phone a few days ago. Oh, and can I tell you for the for people listening? He, when he came through my door, it's almost like he floated through the Uh door because he was like, I have a phone.
1: (laughs) He's so happy. Like he loves, it's just like a, like a cricket wireless, like cheap, like pay by the month, no contract kind of thing. You mean you didn't
0: get him an iPhone X?
1: No, I don't have an iPhone X. (laughs) So, that way, if he's not, like, responsible with it, like, he just doesn't get it anymore. Like, we're not locked into, like, two-year contract or whatever. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> this morning, I woke up to my phone buzzing, and it was just, like, all these texts. And it was, like, mom, 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 I love you. Are you awake? Mom, mom, mama, mom, mom, mom. And I was, like, I'm, you've had it for two
0: days. I'm going to throw it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Need needs to be yet another way your child can communicate with you, right? Besides just the face to face, right? It's almost like you turned the turn turned up the volume on being able to communicate with you, right? And you're really excited about that, aren't you? Yeah.
1: And yeah. then Owen likes to like throw open the door and like yodel at six in the morning. That sounds like fun. And then he runs and jumps on me. Uh huh. So I'd rather have texting, I think. Okay. <laughs> than like okay physical contact with elbows to my face. So Caleb is your favorite right now for the for the
0: moment. Yeah, because yeah. he's able to quietly um, somewhat interact with you in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll change later. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Finn just he come he gets up about four a.m. Mm-hmm. which is kind of typical. Yeah. When he comes in our bedroom um and I don't know why, but he locks the door and then he slams it shut. Oh. And then he gets in bed with us and he's got a thing where like he has to be like really close to you, uh-huh. like almost trying to crawl inside of you. Yeah. And um yeah, so that happens pretty much every day. Fun. Yeah. So he'll sleep in his own bed until about 4 in the morning.
1: And then will he go back to sleep? Most of the times, yes. But we've oh, okay. had
0: several, like a couple of years ago, we were having like parties quite often. From yeah. like 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. We were quite quite tired during that period. Yeah, I get it. But I think we've kind of crossed that that hump. Well, that's good. Hopefully. So, um, we probably have some new people, uh... Because we've had several downloads yay! in the last um two weeks since we released another episode. Thanks, friends. Yes, thank you. Sorry um, about missing a week. We were both lazy. <laughs> no, we're good. We're still on the two weeks. Oh, schedule. are we? Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. I thought we were behind. We you know, I had an ambitious goal yeah. of releasing a podcast episode every week. It's too much. And then I went, This is a lot of work. Yeah. And so I think two weeks is a good, a nice, even rhythm that we can... Yeah, I agree. We can do, and it's not as much work as, as it would have been for a weekly episode. Good. Um, so, yeah, we have almost 1,800 downloads. Yay!
1: That's amazing.
0: And, so I, and we have new followers. Like, I get notifications for who uh-huh. the followers are when they come on Podbean or something like that. Uh-huh. So um, I just want to remind people, if you're listening, please pause where you're at right now and go rate, review, and subscribe for us over there on iTunes. Pretty please. Please, because that's how we get in front of more ears. More, I almost said eyeballs. (laughs) But people can hear us more. But if Um, you're looking
1: for a podcast,
0: like obviously you're going to look for the best reviewed ones. Exactly. That's what I do. Yeah. So if you would drop us a little like, hey, we love your work and... Keep doing what you're doing. we're getting random shout- shout outs on Facebook. I saw that um and so I really appreciate that from people like yeah. sharing with us. That was pretty awesome, so thank you for all of those folks who are saying hey we we like it it really does mean a lot because we are we are trying to yeah listen to what you have to say and definitely we want your feedback, and um you guys are always so helpful when um when we're like, hey, what topics do you want to cover? Uh-huh. Our our listeners are great about that, so that's very
1: yeah. And we're learning as we go, so all feedback is appreciated. Yes. Unless you want to be mean. Unless we want to be mean, in which case, keep it to yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No meanies, please. We have enough. We have enough real life to deal with that. Right. We don't need evil, evil trolls. Yeah. That would not be good. So, anyway, um, rate, review, and subscribe. We would love that. That would be awesome. Um, and then you can follow us on Instagram at Normal with Autism. And you can follow us on Facebook at Normal with Autism as well. We're over there. And we'll do videos sometimes and mm-hmm. post updates on the kiddos and all kinds of fun stuff. So, come find us over there. That would be awesome. Cool means. Um, so in regards to that, I kind of wanted to give a shout out to my friend, Melissa. Okay. Hi, Melissa. Melissa and I, we all go to church together.
1: You oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know okay. Mel, don't you?
0: Yeah. Well, we call her Mel. Mel, um, is amazing because she is part of our church family and she is actually the, um, production director for church. So it's a great job. She does. I think so. So if you, um, ever watch our church stuff online like part of that is like that's melissa's part of her job to make it look good Mm -hmm. she basically makes the people on stage look good so she's really good at what she does um and she was talking with me the other day and she said i really appreciate your podcast um because she liked it when we were getting asked questions and she said i really like that part because there's questions that i think about mm-hmm. and even though her and i are friends and we've been friends for like 5 6 years now there's questions that she'll have that either like she forgets to ask me about what our experience like as special needs parents mm-hmm. or she's like i don't know if i can ask that cuz i don't wow. want to hurt your feelings and like it feels awkward so she said that she loves listening to it because It helps her to understand more about what our lives are like. Good. That's the whole goal. Exactly. And I wanted to remind people who are listening, like, that's part of my goal. And that's part of our goal in making this podcast is that we wanted it to be something that not only special needs families listen to, but we wanted you to be able to share it with, like, neurotypical families. Uh Uh-huh people who would not normally have an interaction with either a special needs kiddo, adult, or family, and you could say, here, listen to this. This is similar to what I experience, Mm -hmm. or please listen to this because they talk about things that I go through, you know, and that you can share it with people who may not normally have those experiences. Yeah, I Um, love it. So I'm really... Happy we got that feedback. Yeah, definitely. We are accomplishing our goal. Yay! And so because of that, um, we are going to have our friend Jen back on. Yay, Jen! If anybody, so for our longtime listeners, the ones going back a couple of months, you might have heard Jen on um, karaoke and potato skins with Jen. I hope she brings potato skins with her this time. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I was going to put that out to the universe. If she shows up. With potato skins, I will laugh. Oh, I'll kiss her face. We'll- <laughs> and say, pass the sour cream. And will it be in that order? Like you kiss her and then
0: ask for sour cream? I-, I might have to give her a sour cream kiss. You might have Oh, Jen. <laughs> oh, Sarah's excited. So Jen's going to come back on and ask us some more questions. Um, because she was really good at it the last time. And she can put on her podcaster voice. Yeah. As she said. And we love Jen. She did great. So she was. A, she did an awesome job. Yeah. She's amazing. Speaking
1: of podcaster voices, I've been sick. So I, f- I feel like I sound like an elderly chain smoker. And I
0: promise it's still me. So you've gone from angsty dragon to elderly chain smoker? Just straight up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like I feel okay-ish.
1: It's just my... I don't know, like my throat hurts and my voice is
0: weird. Well, it's that time of year like we've gone through the flu season and now we're kind of yeah. going into allergy season, so Yeah, it's all allergies, sinus. I'm a mess.
1: Everyone's like, "Oh, I love spring." And I'm like, "Hmm, must be nice." Um, I'm just
0: basically a walking Benadryl commercial. So here's here's what I've learned about you since we've started this podcast. A, you're you're not a fan of Christmas. No you love Thanksgiving. Love Thanksgiving. <laughs> like her, It's my favorite. Y'all can't see this but like her Sarah's entire face just lit up about Thanksgiving.
1: I'm basically just have a Thanksgiving countdown going right now <laughs> at all times.
0: Like can we have it a couple times a year Yeah, instead of just the ones? I wish. I hate summer. So she hates and she doesn't like so basically I don't like anything. You just have to live in Thanksgiving. That's it. Like, if you could live in Thanksgiving, that would be your... Yeah. That would be your happy place. Thanksgiving all day
1: long. Okay. For
0: all year long. With potato skins. All life long. With potato skins from just Jennifer. All
1: all the different potatoes. Give me a potato in every variety. Baked, chopped, fried, stewed... Are there stewed potatoes? Potato soup?
0: <laughs> there are stewed potatoes. Uh,
1: lot, Are they lockies? latkes
0: latkes latkes i had all with, i had all the letters that's for our jewish friends i love those things who might be listening that's with applesauce and sour cream
1: i love pierogies with potatoes
0: inside that's for our polish yep our polish friends who listen might be listening.
1: if you are some kind of nationality and you have some kind of potato i'm a fan please bring it to me i will eat it
0: Okay, so we're going to have to have potatoes now. How did
1: I end up obese again? I forget.
0: Because we love... Is it because
1: I love potatoes so Because
0: I... Apparently, you like potatoes and I like snacking. Oh, yeah. My app told me that I'm really good at adding snacks into my diet, so... Oh, that's, that was nice of it. Yeah, I was like, that's great. Thanks for, for being Captain Obvious there.
1: Yeah, I got a new... Um, so, I've started, like, calorie counting because I hate myself. Um, so, I got the MyFitnessPal app. And it gave me, like, my calories for the day. Uh, but here's the thing. Like, healthy food doesn't have a lot of calories. So I'm like, I'm going to eat this celery for a snack. And it's like, you ate five calories. And I'm like, no, but I have to, like, I have to at least get to 1,200. So it'll tell me what I'll weigh in five weeks. But so like, are
0: you just going to eat celery?
1: No, like, I'm trying to, like eat enough to like get these calories in without like you know i'm trying to like eat clean yes and like i could definitely get there if i ate all snickers yes all the time yes but apparently that's not healthy no i don't think
0: it is but like
1: salad is like 300 calories and i'm like cool
0: what what do i do now would you would you do a whole 30 again
1: um well i really like cheese
0: cheese is your friend
1: is the thing I'm trying to just um cut sugar first
0: well can I say that um uh whole 30 was something that really worked for me yeah I wish I could just live whole 30 I know there's some people out there that do it it's a lot of dishes I don't know how they do it it is a lot of dishes. Yeah. But you know what? The lady who developed that, Melissa. Uh-huh. She is the nicest person on Instagram. Oh. And she like every time you interact with her, like she actually interacts back with you. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And she's so kind. She's always been so kind. And you know what I really like about her huh. now? Is she's more aware of the disabled community. Oh good. And she does her posts now, like, she'll do the caption on it, Uh and it'll, that, she does that specifically for the disabled community. Oh, nice. She called that out. Good. And she actually did a post about the inequities in healthcare. Oh, get it, girl. And I was like, thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'll do another Whole30 and I'll do it through this perspective of... Being a special needs parent and kind of the added layers of difficulty, yeah, that go go through that, yeah. Because if your kiddos had a meltdown, Mm
1: -hmm. because they have to have their chicken nuggets or whatever,
0: right? You really don't feel like,
1: yeah. Well, that's kind of how we got started in this, you know, eating healthier and um, journey is because Owen. Binges. Mm-hmm. Um, his medicine makes him really hungry all the time. So yeah. the other night he got up. We don't have s- snacks in the house that often. Mm-hmm. Um, but Matt had bought him a bag of Doritos for his lunch for, like, a special treat. Mm-hmm. And he got up in the middle of the night and ate the entire bag. Wow. So we're like, that's, like, we can't have them in the house anymore, apparently. Yeah. Um, And then you know he's already had to go off of one medication cuz it made him cause too much it caused too much weight gain mm-hmm. and now his new medication is also causing weight gain Aww. so like we have like we have to eat healthier as a family like to help owen but then also like just for all of us like we all need to eat healthier so um I don't know where I was going with all that, (laughs) but yeah, that's kind of how we decided to do it is to help our special needs kid, you know, make better choices. If there's not, if not, if there's nothing but healthy choices available, you're more likely to make a healthy choice. Absolutely. So, and I'm like, why are we forcing this on Owen, but not on ourselves? Like that's not fair to him. So I did my food prep all, all morning. All my kitchen appliances are out, every single one of them. And hopefully it'll go well.
0: That is awesome. Yeah. And hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's stuff that's hard to do. And um, I completely agree with you. And there's a lot of research out there about autism and brain and gut health. And, yeah. Um, please, please hear me on this. There is no shake that will cure my son of autism. Oh my God! I'm Don't even come at me. Gonna put that out there now. No pink drink <laughs> is gonna make Finny talk. Okay. Right. Um, I pray to God for that every day, but there's no pink mix out there, drink mix that's gonna make him talk.
1: No essential oils going to cure my son's psychosis. Exactly.
0: I, I will however I wish I yes if that were true praise Jesus that's all I have to say yeah but I will however pay attention to what will go into his mouth because I know like like when I did whole 30
1: mm-hmm.
0: I felt 120% better than I've ever felt in my life because I didn't have the sugar because I didn't have the things that were causing inflammation in my body. Right. Um, so I know that if that that if that works for me, well, of course that would work for my kiddo. You know, he, of course he would feel better eating better. Yeah. So I congratulate you on your... Don't congratulate me yet.
1: I haven't really done anything you're gonna yet. You're going to do it. You're <laughs> going to
0: do it. I know you're going to do it. Well, thanks, man. Well, speaking of Owen... Speaking of... Uh, I thought we could do his diagnosis story today.
1: Yeah.
0: And... Um, You have graciously agreed to come on and talk about that, and I appreciate it. Um, So, I guess I just want to start with asking, like, if you can go to the way back. Yeah. Because it's been several years now. Um, When did you first realize Owen might need help?
1: Um, So, I'm going to try to, like, his story is so long and... Twisty that I'm going to try to remember when everything happened, but I may not have it all right.
0: And um, it's part of the reason I want you to sh- wanted you and I to both share our stories uh-huh. because mine was so different. Mine seemed to be like a very direct path. Yeah, like this happened, this happened, this happened. Ours was not, and yours was not. And I know there's a whole lot of people out there who will hear this and go that story is like my story yeah ours ours was twisty and turny like that and we weren't sure where we were going and what we were doing
1: yeah um it's been like looking back now there's so many things that I wish I would have done differently but I didn't know um so we first started noticing when Owen was two we first started noticing you know these tantrums, these behaviors are not normal they seem excessive. they're not normal. Gotcha. Um, so he was doing just a lot of aggression, um, self-injurious behavior. He would bang his head on the wall, bang his head on the ground. Um, he would put you know punch walls, put holes in walls, and At it was two over years old. mm-hmm. Wow. And it could be over something – a lot of them were food-related. So it could be, no, you're not having a Popsicle at 6 in the morning. Or, no, it's middle of the night. You can't have Oreos. Or it could be, no, you can't watch TV right now. Like, it was mostly when he wasn't getting something he wanted. Like, he had no – like, he just went from 0 to 10, like, straight away. There was no, um, like, pause for him. So, um, we got him linked with behavioral health at children's when he was three. So we went for his first, you know, initial appointment. The therapist met with him, met with us. And then he said, yeah, you know, he's just a strong-willed kid. Um, we're going to send you to these parenting classes and teach you how, to deal with stronghold kids
0: at three years old at three and so how long ago would have that been so this was five years ago five years ago yeah
1: yeah so I was like great um you know because I had no concept of like what special needs was like I didn't know anything about autism I didn't know anything about anything um I I grew up in a my dad has cerebral palsy. So I grew up with someone that was disabled. So you would think I would be more susceptible to, you know, that community or that, um, you know, possibility, but I wasn't. So I was like, my kid is bad. Someone help me. I'm not doing something right. So we went to these parenting classes and they were all about positive parenting and, you know, spending special time and um, the different Different techniques that you can use. Great. So we went through twelve weeks of that. Um, and the other thing is, they were in the they were in the evening. There was no childcare available, so it was me going to these classes and then going home and telling my husband, "This is what I learned. This is what we have to do."
0: Which is probably a pretty common experience uh-huh. that probably a lot of us have gone through. Yeah. Because I know, like, when Finn got sick, I quit working. Mm-hmm. and i was the one going to speech going to ot going to pt and then i would have to bring that knowledge back to keith and be like okay this is how we can work with him here at home right yeah right
1: um and you know we did all of those things and our relationship got better but his behaviors were not getting better he was getting more and more dangerous he was um he figured out how to undo his car seat and he was getting out of his car seat and I just remember one time he got out of his car seat and was punching me in the head while we were driving down the road. Um, and I was like, this, just, this is not safe. So um, after the 12 weeks of uh, parenting classes, uh, they wanted me to continue meeting with a social worker that taught the class like by myself, like the therapist by myself, and just talk about more you know, techniques that we could use. But these people had never set eyes on Owen. So finally one day – and I remember, like, telling her about this this instance of, like, he's beating me while I'm driving down the road. What do I do? And um, she was like, yeah, that sounds really hard. And they didn't have any, like, great advice. So one day I was like, I'm taking Owen with me. So I took him with me, and <laughs> it was, like, ten minutes into the session – and she was like, has he ever been evaluated for ADHD or ODD or anything? And I was like, well, not really. So she set us up for a full psych eval, And at that psych eval, we were told he met criteria for combined type ADHD. So that's the inattentive and the hyperactive. He had both.
0: Mm-hmm. And let me just say, like as you're talking about it what's what's hitting me is probably a pretty similar experience to maybe a lot of people listening like you don't you, you don't have a kiddo and then go and like like you walk into a professional's office for the first mm-hmm. time and they're like, "Oh, they have autism right like that just especially
1: I've, if they're meeting all their milestones if they're right there, if there's not
0: something blaringly obvious right I've never heard of that happening mm hmm what they will do and what we will do as professionals is we'll, we seem to start at like the least evasive diagnosis, especially if they're a kid. Right. You know? And that's what you got mm-hmm. initially was like, oh, you have a strong willed child. Go try these parenting classes. Mm-hmm. And then when that part doesn't work, now you're starting to get into the the kind of the bigger pieces and they're starting to see more pieces of the puzzle. Right. And it's it's like the, the they start to fall into place more and you can see, okay, maybe there's more going on here than simply having a strong-willed right. kid. Right.
1: Like, I think the diagnosis they gave him when he was three, I don't even remember what it was. You might know what it was. It was just basically, like, disruptive Disruptive behavior, behavior disorder. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's kind of, like, the pre... Like, they're too young for... You know, these other diagnoses, we'll just give him this one. Um, Because, again, he was three. So I just, I assumed, like, I listened to everyone else. Like, I was a bad mom, and he was a bad kid, and it was my fault, and I needed to fix it. And, you know, we get told all the time, like, do this or this or this, and he'll be fine. Like, people think that he's a bad kid. Mm -hmm. And I just, I want to go back in time and, like, apologize to him. Like, I am so sorry that... Mm -hmm. I didn't see sooner. He literally, his brain does not work the way ours does. Um. Yeah. So then he got his ADHD, ODD diagnosis, Oppositional Defiant Disorder is. Um, basically, they're very defiant.
0: <laughs> very defiant. Um, Can I just say though about the part where you're like, I wish I could go back. Mm-hmm. I think that's all of us. Yeah. I think that's all of us, because I look at what Finn's first year of life was like on this earth, and there were signs mm-hmm. right away. You know, like, I can go back and look at old videos and think of the stories that I remember from how he was acting and things like that, and um, I, I can look at that and I can say, what if I would have done something earlier or... Right. Why didn't I take care of this earlier? And I, I bring that up because from professionals and even parents, I hear like, oh, that person's in denial. Mm-hmm. And I want to say to people, think think about that statement that you're making for a minute. And think about the fact that you're saying that this parent is in denial and not wanting to get help for their kids. Right. We're desperate for help. I don't know a lot of parents that don't want help for their kids. Mm -hmm. So I want to challenge people who say that statement to stop and think about it. And look at it from the flip side of maybe not so much being denial. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't in denial. I don't think you were in denial. Mm -hmm. it's, It's being in the picture. And it's hard to see the forest for the trees. Right. And it's also ignorance. I didn't
1: know any better. You I just assumed this behavior. I focused on just his behavior.
0: You don't know what you don't know.
1: Right. You and I and all I saw know. was this, you know, I didn't see it as communication. I didn't see it as a symptom. I saw it. I took it personally. Yes. Um, And I, you know... I regret a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It was a rough time. Um, But, yeah, so the parenting class has helped a lot. Uh, You know, I got a lot of good information out of it, information I could use for him and for Caleb. Um, So I'm not saying, like, it it was a waste of time or anything like that. Like, it's what I needed at that time. It just wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. Um, So after he was diagnosed, then we got him into special needs preschool. So he got an IEP – for emotional disturbance, um, or emotionally disturbed. Sorry, um, went to preschool with that.
0: Um, and how old is he now at this point? He was four. Four years old. Mm-hmm.
1: So two diagnoses went to school.
0: And. Uh, <clears throat> and you just sent him to oh the special needs preschool. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, then at five we decided to try medication. Because okay. he was
0: not getting better. And at this point, you're still worried about his behaviors and still yes. trying to manage his behaviors. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, they haven't gotten better. So um, we tried medication. He He was too young to really... Understand why he needed it or he was actually too young to even take pills. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we gave it to him an ice cream at like six in the morning because you got to do what you got to do. Um, but it wasn't really benefiting him too much because it was hard to even get him to take it. So we did that for a little while and then stopped. Um, and we then we started PCIT therapy. So that's parent-child interaction therapy. It was also through children's so we had a therapist come to the house and we would go over um you know different techniques and it was kind of the same stuff like special time and extinction burst and uh, different discipline strategies um so we did that for two years and our therapist was wonderful she was great uh but again it didn't address all of his behaviors or all of his needs um, and then at some point we got linked with,
0: um, a developmental pediatrician. And at this point you did that for two years and he's how old now when he goes to see the developmental pediatrician? Uh,
1: so we started the de- developmental pediatrician when he was five. So, at so we, so we did PCIT and then meds cause he was five when he started meds. Okay.
0: So at this point you started at two, two mm-hmm. years old. So we start
1: noticing at two, three he got
0: linked. Right. Three years later, you're still trying to find what's going on and what's working for him and what's not. Right. Yeah. Right. So the developmental pediatrician steps in.
1: Yeah. Um so she saw him, started him on medication. So I'm all out of order. I'm so sorry. Okay, so it was preschool, and then PCIT started, and then developmental pediatrician. So yeah. then we tried meds. Um, he didn't stay on them for very long. So after we'd seen the vetal- developmental pediatrician a few times, she said, have you ever been um, you know, assessed for autism? Mm-hmm. And I said, no. Um, I said, it's something that I've wondered about, but we've never been assessed for it or anything. And she sure. said, well, I'm going to go ahead and set it up.
0: Three years then. Right, and then it's a six-month waiting list Mm
1: -hmm. to get into therapy, or to the Autism Center. Um, So in the meantime, Owen ends up hospitalized. So he was hospitalized when he was in kindergarten for um, psychosis and suicidal ideation. He, so he was hospitalized that first time. Um... Then he ended up being evaluated by the Autism Center when he was six. So we had this autism evaluation, told us to come back, and I think it was another two or three months for the results. And at that time, they said, we are not giving him an autism diagnosis. We're giving him a disruptive mood dysregulation disorder diagnosis. Uh So a DMDD diagnosis. Um, basically his problem behaviors were so bad during the assessment that she was like, even if he has autism, that's the least of your worries. Like this DMDD, this mental illness is where you need to be focused. And I'm like, cool, but a mental health diagnosis doesn't get you services. Mm -hmm. It doesn't get you what you need. Um, and he did score moderate on the ADOS, on the testing. Um, so, at that point, I asked for a second opinion. So, because um, the thing about these tests is they can be read differently depending on who reads them, what environment he's in. So, I asked for a second opinion. Um, in the meantime, he ends up hospitalized
0: again. And let's, yeah, let's, for a second, just to say about the tests. Mm-hmm. So, we we use that term test kind of very loosely
1: yeah it's not an x-ray. it's not a blood draw. it's not it's very open to interpretation. It's not a
0: brain scan right now, the assessments are tested and try to be reliable and valid, meaning that they do a lot of research on them and a lot of professionals trust them and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but kids are not our kids are not assessments, right They're not going to Meet everything every time, right? And so, I want to be very clear about that for people who are listening. It's not like you can walk in and, like you said, do a blood draw and they say, Oh, your child has autism. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that have to come together and say, All these tests kind of told us the same thing, and we're all observing the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're pretty confident in this diagnosis,
1: yeah. Um, and you know, there's all kinds of different tests they do, they do IQ testing and um you know, like all these different tests and you know you got to remember one of owen's diagnoses is oppositional defiant disorder mm-hmm. he's not going to do something just because you want him to mm-hmm. so i remember being in there for uh the one portion and they were like oh can you point to the car can you point to the tree can you point to the letter j can you point point?" and he was like you're an adult. Uh You're a grown woman. I'm six years old. Why are you asking me these questions? He's like, don't you know what a car looks like? Can't you pick out a four? Like he literally didn't understand. He's like, why are you asking me this? Like you should know this. Right. Um, yeah, which, so then (laughs) they came back and told me that he was, um, he had a low IQ and that he was borderline, intellectually disabled and i was Mm -hmm. like no he's not he just didn't want to answer your questions like he is smart maybe not in the way that people expect him to be but he's very intelligent right especially when it comes to getting what he wants yeah um and not doing something he doesn't want to do he didn't want to do that so he didn't do it Um, i'd actually be interested to see what is like if he did it now what it would say um yeah so anyway so um he's hospitalized again in first grade for suicide ideation. Or no, that time was for aggression. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. It's for aggression. So, um spent another couple of days in the hospital. At that point, um we got the second opinion and she said, "Yes. he, We are diagnosing him with type 2 autism." Mm-hmm. So, what that is most of his um autistic things signs or symptoms I don't know what to say are social Mm -hmm. um so he's considered quote-unquote high functioning Mm -hmm. which we which which doesn't which doesn't mean anything right um so it is not uncommon for kids to be diagnosed later Mm -hmm. because they don't have those glaringly obvious yeah yeah um, so it's not uncommon. The, um, I think the main age or the average age that are diagnosis between seven, seven and eight, somewhere in there. Four and a half. For high functioning? For, uh, in general. Oh, okay. Four and a half is typically the age. So it would be, so like the old, like Asperger's diagnosis. Yes. What well, is a little older? Yeah. So, um. So he was technically in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that he would technically be Asperger's if that was still a thing. It, so Asperger's is not used anymore. Correct. Um, you know, so you hear... It's it's just a spectrum. So you hear
0: Asperger's sometimes, but that's not used at all. It's just ASD. The, so the way it has it in... What that manual is that folks who are professionals would diagnose it. The DSM. Yeah, the DSM. It's mild, moderate, severe. Yes. So Owen's moderate. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: But to just look at him, hang out with him, you would be like, "What? this kid has autism, but then put him in a group, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, there's something going on here. Gotcha. Um, So because he's so smart, because he, you know, is able to function pretty well, the autism wasn't obvious. But when he was in the hospital and they saw him interacting in a group setting, they were like, oh, something is not right. Um, So then he finally got the autism diagnosis, and then we started getting services. So um, we were able to get funding from our county for the um, board of dispel. Board of Developmental Disabilities. Yeah, say it three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they were able to help us. Um, and the reason that I'm getting all this stuff out of order is because there's so many waiting lists, and I think we waited for eight months to see someone from the Board of Disabilities, and then, you know, how much longer to get your funding, and then it was, like, a whole other year to get, a you know, a care coordinator... Like, so I can remember, like, the order things happened, but then there were things we asked for in between that didn't happen right away. Um, so, yeah. So, after his second hospitalization, when he got his autism diagnosis, then he did day treatment, which is a very intense, it's, like, a partial hospitalization uh, where they work through behaviors. So, he's in a padded room with one other person. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. With um a two-way glass, with a behaviorist, um they have mics on, and they're working through these behaviors. So um the first thing they do is a, a functional behavior analysis. So they're trying to figure out what is why is he doing this behavior? Is it to get something? To get out of something? To um basically, Owen's behaviors are all escape driven and tangibles. So it's if he doesn't want to do something. Or if he wants something, then he's going to engage in these problem behaviors. So they worked through that. Um, It was two weeks for four hours a
0: day, um, every day. That must have been intense and difficult. It was very difficult. For him and for all involved.
1: Yeah, because what would happen, I would be behind the two-way glass. uh, So they would work on, it was a red-green schedule. So he would get to do whatever he wanted for this, you know, five minutes on green and then it went to red, and he had to do something that he didn't want to do. so it was worksheets, it was folding laundry, um, things that he was not a fan of, and he would hit punch um, you know do anything he could to get out of doing it and then eventually by the end, he had finally caught on like okay, they're gonna make me do this, I might as well do it So they would do it with the um they do the red green schedule with the workers first the people that were trained and then they'd send me in so I remember the one time it was he had to sweep the floor so you know we did our five minutes of play he was obsessed with wrestling so he wanted to wrestle I was so sore by the end of that two weeks um so he did his play time and then he wanted and then we had to sweep the floor and he beat the hell out of me with that broom but he still had to sweep the floor like I was like I was covered in bruises and cuts, but he has sweep the floor and he did it. So, um, you know, that's something that could have helped him, you know, at any point in those previous four years. But the fact that he had an autism diagnosis made him made it accessible right. for him. Right. Um and I I don't know that they I mean I'm sure that they work with other kids that don't have an autism diagnosis, but my point is it just makes it easier to get the services that you need.
0: Um <coughs> which is here Excuse in me. in Franklin County in Ohio. That's mm-hmm. pretty much how it rolls. Once you get that autism diagnosis, it just opens up
1: doors. You know, doors a lot of people have told me oh don't focus on diagnosis. It doesn't change who they are, which is true, but it does make things easier. Right. Um so where are we at today? So today, we are um, still with the DMDD, um, autism, let's see, what all does he have? ADHD, DMDD, OCD, ASD, and then they recently added depression. And honestly, his mental illness really is the most concerning thing. That's his... He has a lot of safety issues because of his mental illness. Um, but autism is what has gotten us where we need to be. Mm-hmm. And he, do- he does have autism. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it's not necessarily what is affecting him the most, um, but it's still a part of who he is. Um, and can I tell you, when he first got diagnosed, there's a big debate. Do you tell them or do you not tell them that they're autistic? Um, but I, I did tell him I don't keep things from him, but, um, for a long time, he told people that he had activism and I was like, no, it's autism, (laughs) but he thought that it was activism when I told him he was, was he was going to go out
0: and change the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, it was cute. Uh, yeah. So today that's what we are dealing with. Um, he goes to an autism school. And he is doing so well in that school. He's doing
0: amazing there. Previously, he was not doing amazing at all. No, and he had he had been where they said like he couldn't read, right? And now, right? So he went to our public school for um
1: for kindergarten and some of first grade. Mm-hmm. Well, for preschool and then kindergarten and some of first grade. So, um. He was hospitalized in September of first grade. And so, you know, school starts in August. Mm-hmm. He was hospitalized in September. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, you know, I don't, we don't really think that whole day is going to work for him. He mm-hmm. can only come to school for a half day. So um, he didn't go to school for a whole day. You, you know, he just did half day. And then by December, they were saying actually in September they came to me and were like, yeah we don't think we don't know that this is the best environment for him yeah and I was like, well there's still some things that you guys can do to try uh, and then by the de- December they were like yeah no he can't come here anymore yeah so um, he left public school he did home instruction until February when he got into his new school uh, so when he left public school he I don't think he finished a full day of first grade mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he couldn't read. He couldn't write. He knew four letters and that was O W E N. Um, all of kindergarten, when he had to write his name, he just made a Batman symbol because he thought he was Batman. Um, so he didn't he he didn't learn anything, right? Because he had so many prom behaviors, he was never in class, right? Um, so when he got to his new school, so he was there from February to, you know, June. By the time he left there, he could read, he could write. Over the summer, he taught himself multiplication. That's amazing. Like, he's a smart kid. He just, he was so, like, fight or flight all the time uh-huh. that he couldn't calm his brain enough to learn anything. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, so being in a school with a smaller class size and with more um you know more specialized education, I'm not dogging the public school system. my son go, my other son goes to public school and he does amazing there and it's I,
0: not for everyone. I think every parent wishes that like I wish Finney could go to our public school yeah he he just can't it's yeah. not possible. They don't have for him what he needs right, yeah, right, and I do appreciate that they
1: were able to acknowledge that, mm-hmm. and then got him where he needed to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, so he's doing amazing in school. He has friends there. He's he didn't have friends before. He has one. He has one best friend. He also has autism. They're adorable together. Aww. Um, but yeah, he has friends now. He has, you know, teachers and people that love him, and he's just he's so. He's so different now than he used to be. And, I mean, looking back now, I wish that I would have advocated sooner and harder to get where he needs to be. Um, You know, but it's hard, especially when there's a mental health and an autism diagnosis. It's hard to figure out what is what, what's causing what it's it's just it's really difficult to kind of suss all that out. they're still working on it, um, you know, even when he was in the hospital this last time, they're like, Okay, what is causing these hallucinations? Is it like a form of like his autistic brain trying to figure this out, or is it true psychosis, like what is happening? You know you can't there's not always a rhyme or reason to it um i I really wish that I could go back in time and just, like, slip myself a note, (laughs) like, hey, do this, or, you know, I just wish I would have been more understanding and had been more patient with him and seen him as, you know, he wasn't a bad kid. Uh He was having a hard time, and he didn't know how to deal with it, and I didn't know how to deal with it. That's a hard,
0: that's a hard feeling to contend with, and it's a hard... it's a hard hindsight and I think a lot of people listening will relate to that I relate to that yeah and it's not easy to to look and see like you think what if we would have started treatment at this age
1: right I mean I think about that all the time you know what if he would have started OT at three or what if we would have you know done this treatment sooner or what if um, the other new thing is he started therapy, like actual cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and it's amazing. Like he's doing so well. He's learned so much already. Good. And I want to say, you know, why didn't we do that at four? But he wasn't ready at four. Right. Cognitively, he wasn't there. He right. wouldn't have been able to participate in his own treatment. Um. You know, it's been a really difficult, really hard journey. But it is what it is. Like, we are where we are. He's doing great. We're doing great. <laughs> At least from the autism side.
0: You're you're um, in a rough spot right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, the fact of the matter is he has a mental illness. And with all mental illnesses, you don't know what each day is going to look like. Right. You know, I don't know when he's going to, you know, have psychosis or be dangerous or I, I literally don't know what each day holds. Um, But that's just the hand we've been dealt and we're going to deal with it like we always have. Um, but yeah, it's we just get by.
0: And you're fighting so hard for him to get what he needs. Right. And it's just that's just what you do every day.
1: Yeah. Um, and I feel like all I've ever done is fight mm-hmm. and I've never got to really just be his mom. Enjoy your kid. Yeah. I'm just always his, you know, his advocate, his, you know, his enforcer, his safety person, his, I never just get to be a mom for a day. To delight in his presence. Right. Yeah. I'm constantly waiting for the other shoe to drop or just preparing myself for the next big crisis. Cause it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when, but it's coming. It's never going to stop. You know, mental illness is lifelong. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's hope. You know, he's, he's learning social skills. He's learning coping skills. He's not, you know, self-harming. Um,
0: You're already seeing improvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So there is hope for the future. Um, but I'm
0: also realistic. So we uh, we got this request for people to talk about like the harder side mm-hmm. of autism and I think that you've successfully shared that story yes with Owen's story today. I hope I didn't bum anyone out. Um <laughs> I don't see I don't I don't think so. I think it's like talking about real life. Like this is our real lives. Yeah. And I wondered what like someone who might be listening who either might be new in this journey or might have a friend who isn't sure if their kids might be diagnosed with autism, maybe they're like really early on in the journey
1: mm-hmm.
0: what would you what would you want to say to them?
1: Well, here's the thing. you know your child the best, so push, advocate um ask questions ask questions if you Think that they are, um, you know, not seeing what you're seeing. You know, push them and keep a log, keep, you know, videos, like do whatever you have to do to get your kid what they need. Um, You know, and I want to say again, like I know we've said this before, like we are so blessed to have Children's Hospital here. Um, They're really investing in the mental health field and in the autism field um there there's so much available it's not, it's still not enough just because funding and waiting list and all of that um but we're so lucky to have the resources here that we have a lot of yes. places don't right and i'm so thankful to children's and to all his therapists and everyone along the way that has helped get him where he is i can't even imagine where he would be if not for you know, the services that he's already gotten, Mm -hmm. you know, if not for PCIT, then how much further would, would be from where we are now? Or if not for, you know, early intervention OT, like how much worse would his fine motor be? You know, I'm just, I'm so thankful for everything that we've gotten. Um, And I hope that this session doesn't come across as like me complaining. Not at all. I I'm learning and I know so much more now than I did back then. Um, but that's my main advice is to just, excuse me. I'm so sorry. My chain smoking is caught up with me. Um, yeah. Just advocate for your kid. You know, your kid, you know what they need. Um,
0: just go get it. And thank a therapist. Thank a therapist, man. That's your final.
1: therapist, man. They're the best. That's your final piece of advice yeah can i tell you okay so owen's new therapist she's amazing she like i want her to be my therapist she's the freaking best okay okay so he's been going for a little over a month intermittently because he was hospitalized in between there uh so she told him he wore his cat onesie his cat pajama onesie set to one of their sessions and she was like oh you know i have a cat onesie and he's like no you don't and she's like, if you have four good sessions in a row, then I will wear my cat onesie. We will wear them together. Wow. So yep. this past week was his fourth session. She showed up in this cat onesie. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs>
0: That's fantastic. So they
1: both wore them, and I took their picture, and Owen told, them, told her they had to pose like cats. Yeah. So <laughs> I took a picture of them in their cat onesies, and I was like, this is amazing. Like, she totally is willing to make a fool of herself to make her kids happy mm-hmm. and to like make them work hard. Mm-hmm. And it worked. It worked for him. Like he was so happy. That's amazing. And he worked so hard to get to that reward. And it just, it warms my soul. Like they have the best people.
0: That is the definition of meeting a kid where they're at. Yeah. So that's awesome. Definitely. That you found that. Well, thank you, Owen's therapist. You're awesome. You are awesome. And thank you, Owen.
1: For yeah.
0: being awesome yourself yeah and thank you for sharing his story and hopefully people listening will be better because of it or maybe they'll hear something that they'll be like yeah i need to go do this for my kid yeah
1: or um yeah hopefully it's helpful and if not then i'm sorry
0: (laughs) are you catholic by the way because you apologize i'm I'm not but i would make
1: a really good one (laughs) no i'm not catholic i am anxious that's
0: that's what i've got going on All right, well, we'll end on Sarah's apology. And thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.